0: Good morning, Dr. History. Good morning, Zeb. How are you doing this morning? I'm running way late. Well, at least you're running.
1: Uh, Thanks. That was kind of an oxymoron.
0: (laughs) Well, I had to throw that in. You
1: know, seriously, uh, Ken, if you get a chance, you know, uh, we'd love to have you be a part of our program and come over here to our house on the 18th. We're going to have that Zeb at the Ranch
0: Christmas show, and we'd like you to be here if you could. Well, I'd sure love to do that. I'll, I'll just have to see what I can do schedule-wise.
1: Bring, bring whoever you're going to be working on with you and just throw them on the floor
0: and go ahead and exercise, okay? <laughs> I've done that before. Golf courses, uh, fishing, camping. You know, I've worked on patients about everywhere.
1: Listen, uh, I've kind of cut you short on a couple of minutes here, so what are we going to talk about this morning?
0: We're going to talk about murder... Gold and uh, the lost a uh, lost mine
1: uh oh oh this sounds like uh the lost Dutchman
0: nope, nope, but all, sort of you know but mm. this one actually took place place up in Canada oh really yeah so, okay uh, I'm going to kind of start out uh, with the end and then we'll get into the rest of the story so to speak oh, okay. So here, if you can picture, an old man mounting the gallows slowly, white hair blowing in the breeze just a little bit. The trap is sprung, and so died a guy by the name of Peter Slumack. Hmm. Convicted murderer and key to a reputed $100 million in gold. Oh, my goodness. So that's how he ended, but we'll, we'll start at the beginning sort of now. Uh, I mean, stories are told of this fortune, which they say included nuggets the size of walnuts, a suspected twelve murders, one hanging, and twenty three known disappearances Wow and the legend has grown over the years and so and you know i 've talked about this before sometimes the truth and fiction kind of get intermingled, so you know we just kind of have to uh, try to uh, take take it some of it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this guy, his name is Peter Slumack, and he was a Salish Indian, and he discovered a horde of incredibly rich ore somewhere in the Pitt River country of British Columbia. Now, I'm really not familiar with that area at all. I don't know if you are.
1: Not that much, no.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's an area I've, just, I've been to Vancouver, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, since then... Uh, there's been five others that have supposedly known the secret and all of them died tragically. Oh. So, so the the plot thickens here. Yeah. Uh, the mine is thought to be about 20 miles north of the Pitt River, which leads into what's called the Pitt Lake, and this is some of the roughest territory. I mean, mountains and uh, high altitudes, uh, sub-zero temperatures, uh, blizzards, all this stuff, and it's actually only 45 ma- miles away from the city of Vancouver. So, it's not that far away mm-hmm. but uh, from civilization. But anyway, this Peter Slumack, he first appeared with uh, his newfound wealth in, the, in a little town called New Westminster. And it said that he would come in and he would drop nuggets on the bar like everybody else would coins. And and when the, the nuggets were all gone, he would simply disappear into the wilds until the next time he appeared, once again with big, huge nuggets that he would just kind of drop on the counter to pay for his uh, entertainment and fun and whatever, until that ran out. And okay. he did this, but uh, there was a, a series of coincidences that kind of began to plague Mr. Slumack. oh Every time he trekked into the bush, a local woman, usually an Indian woman, would disappear, never to be seen again alive. So, again, the plot gets a little thicker here. It was Indian custom A lot of times to take an Indian wife on journeys into the bush to do the domestic chores, and of course they had promises of unlimited riches, and Slumac had a little difficulty recruiting, and I want to quote wives, uh, and then on the return trip... Uh, He was afraid that they would reveal the location of his mine, and it's believed that he murdered them to ensure that they didn't tell anybody.
1: Well, that's a good way to keep the secret, I guess.
0: (laughs) Well, it is. And, you know, the police suspected that he killed no less than nine of these, quote, wives.
1: Oh, my God. Nine
0: wives? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, first of all, he was stupid from the (laughs) get-go.
0: Well, I would think the police would start, you know, after five or six, you know. But on one of these trips to town, uh, the body of a gal named Susan... Uh, was retrieved from the river and in her clothing pockets there were pieces of gold. Ooh. Well, the police questioned Slumac and he kind of said, well, yeah, that she'd been with him and he was real sorrowful and he said, "Yeah, she accidentally fell from the raft and drowned." Mm. Just accidentally. Accid- yeah, well, those things happen. Those things yeah, happen. Well, you know, accidents happen. Well, then on his last trip down the river or back to town, another body was taken from the river. And this time, in the back of the body, was a knife. Well,
1: well, they accidentally fell out of the raft into the water, and floating and on the knife. water was a knife, sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, so opinion had that the knife belonged to Slumac, So, mm. But Slumac managed to get out of this again. He said, uh, uh, you know, well, somehow he talked us away out of it. But shortly after this, uh, he got caught uh, after killing a French-Canadian half-breed named Louis B., now, this Lewis B. and some Indians were fishing out there in the wild, and Slumac kind of came out of the brush uh, and came towards this little party with this uh, half-breed named B. And B. kind of knew about this guy, and he said, Well, who are you going to kill today?
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And Slumac pulled out his gun and shot him. So here's Slumac, killed no less than nine wives. Now he shot a half-breed named B., and the possibility is that B may have been out there not just fishing, but uh, was maybe getting a little too close to Slumack's, uh claim or his, his mine. So that's why he shot him. So, but anyway, Slumac's luck ran out, and there was no escape. And so 8 o'clock in the morning of January 16, 1891, he uh, paid with his life for B's murder. Now, prior to his execution, there were attempts, uh, you know, to get him to tell where the location of the gold was. Sure. Well, obviously. And so the doomed man, he wouldn't, uh, he would only confide only to his son, where it was, uh, who, incidentally, young uh, Slumack uh, could hardly wait for the, uh, for the old man to <laughs> be dangling at the end of the rope.
1: Well, wait a uh, minute. Which, which wife was the young son from?
0: knows oh okay that's a good answer okay there must have been a wife a a first wife somewhere down the line
1: well you would think that after nine wives and all these people turning up missing and dead and everything that maybe this kid would have had a clue that maybe dad wasn't the all-american father
0: (laughs) right yeah so young slumac he made a, a few successful trips Uh, In to where the mine was, and then his mistake is he took on a partner. Oh, oh Well, this proved to be fatal. Mm. Well, the two headed into the brush, and three days later, the partner returned, but guess who didn't? Young Slumack. No kidding. I would have never (laughs) thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) Never seen again. Uh. But the partner loaded with nuggets. Well, it doesn't end there. Well, two Americans heard the tale and they decided to follow this partner into the brush. So, legend says that they succeeded in doing so. Then they shot him, and they're supposed to have buried his body. So, but we don't know if they actually got to the actual mine. So, holy cow! So now we move ahead to 1903. There's You're one. leaving bodies all over
1: this program this morning. What's that? You're leaving bodies laying all over this <laughs> program this morning, and
0: we're not done yet.
1: Holy buckets! <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so in 1903, an Alaskan prospector named John Jackson, uh, he came out of the country with $10,000 worth of pure gold. He's in trouble. So he'd found it.
1: He's in trouble.
0: Yeah, so he traveled to his home in San Francisco, and he deposited the $10,000 into the local branch. But like I said, this country was really, really rough country, and it had uh, really kind of broken this guy. He was basically, he was dying. Uh, I mean, his health was bad. So here again, the legend kind of uh, gets a little obscure. It's said that, that he, uh, with death looking him in the face, he made two maps. He gave one to a nurse who was with him in his final hours, and then he gave one to a friend named Shotwell. Well, uh, he gave instructions. Well, neither the nurse nor the other guy attempted to go find the gold. They, and they, in fact, they sold their maps. And letters for five hundred dollars a piece.
1: And one was drawn on the bottom of a bedpan.
0: Yeah, so, but you know, so the prospectors, uh, you know, they thought they knew where it was, and they uh-huh. would go in by the score into this area, and and men would just keep disappearing. Mm. In fact, uh, they know of twenty-three men that just plain disappeared, never did come back out. Twenty-three. Yeah, 23 more guys that went in and never made it back out, and that's just the ones they know about. Holy cow. Between starvation and freezing temperatures and who knows what, you know, there's probably others that never made it out. Mm. But uh, um, there's uh, supposedly two maps that exist in Vancouver today about this mine. You want to (laughs) go? I wouldn't mind trying. <laughs> okay. Watch your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got your back. <laughs> well, actually, one of the more colorful guys that went into that area was a guy named Volcanic Brown. Oh,
1: yeah, good old Volcanic, yes, volcanic yes, sir. Volcanic
0: Brown. And he was actually said to have made about four trips into this area between 1932 and 1938. And on the third trip out, his toes were frozen and to prevent gangrene from setting in, he actually cut off his toes with his pocket knife. Oh. So, but he always brought out gold, but he never did file a claim. A well, the fourth trip was his last. He was added to the list of missing people. In fact, they sent a search party in, and they actually came upon the remains of his camp, and they found some of his, like his shotgun, and they actually found a a jar with 11 ounces of pure gold.
1: I I honestly thought you were going to say they found a jar with his toes in it. I really
0: did. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think they'd probably get rid of those. Holy buckets. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so Volcanic himself was never found, so... Max Curse had claimed another guy.
1: How so, many people are you talking about? I, I'm
0: way over, perhaps uh, what thirty, well, forty people. Yeah, t- uh, twenty-three that we know, and then nine wives. You know, so we're at least at thirty-two to thirty. You know, between thirty and forty somewhere. That mining so, is a hazardous occupation. It is, but you know, they did kind of figure out that the site of this supposed mine it was a cavern and. This cavern is on top of a 400-foot rock hill, and it was a, a kind of a hole in the ground about 30 feet deep. And so what Slumack would do is, with his wives, he would get there, and what he, no one person could go up and down this by himself. Uh-huh. And so what he would do is he would lower someone down into this hole. They would pick up the gold, and uh, they would. Then he would pull them back up. And of course, the women were light uh, to put down and back up, and easily killed.
1: Oh my goodness! This is gruesome. So,
0: yeah. So, and at this, at the writing of this particular article, it says that you know there are at least two more men right now actively looking for this mine, and and you know the estimate, which again is who knows that there's maybe a hundred million dollars worth of gold in this in this pit river mountain area and but Indian legend says that if you're not of Indian blood you're gonna be cursed So uh you know and you and I don't fit that category well let me
1: ask you a question here I've got a couple of minutes I need to ask this now you said Slumax was married nine times yeah killed nine wives Uh Now, I'm assuming this is in basically the same kind of an area, the uh, same immediate area, right? Right. So, okay, wife number one goes. We can forgive that. Wife number two goes. Oh, well, another accident. But then you get up to number three, and you would think that the local dating crowd, the girls would be saying to themselves, maybe it's not such a good idea to date old man Slumax.
0: Yeah, I, I'm thinking, you know, Match.com on the Internet uh, wasn't around then.
1: Yeah, if his picture came up on Facebook, do you think
0: they'd go to have a date with the guy? <laughs> you know, and I've actually got a picture of this mat guy really? in front of me. Yeah. And he looks he just looks plain wicked. Really? I mean, he, he just looks plain evil. Kind of a big like,
1: beard and everything, is that right? What's that? Does he have a big beard and everything? No,
0: no, he's actually clean-shaven because he's actually Indian. Oh, and, but he's got a hat on and, and a cigar sticking out of his mouth, and he just looks plain evil. Ooh. That, I mean, just his eyes and his demeanor. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't go into the bushes with him. Kind
1: of like what you look like in grad school.
0: <laughs> for first thing in the morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this yeah, hey, I got a question for you on the gallows, okay? Okay. Is it true, and I don't know this, I'm, I'm asking, is it true that all gallows always had 13
0: steps? You know, I have heard that, but I don't know. You know, I I can't safely say that I know that that's true. Oh. Like you, I've heard it, and there's all kinds of gallows. Uh, In fact, uh, there was one that happened out here by Shoshone that they didn't have a tree tall enough to hang a guy. Uh Uh-oh. And so they brought two wagons together and put the tongues up in the air, tied them together, and hung the guy from the uh, tongues of the of the two wagons. Now,
1: that's a true story over in Shoshone? Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah, that's a true
1: story. Oh, my goodness Because they didn't
0: have a tree, uh, the, you know, over there in Shoshone. There wasn't very many trees. i would tell you one thing, you all bet
1: I'm not going to Shoshone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not when the vigilantes are out.
1: <laughs> We've got a caller with a question real fast. Caller, I'm almost out of time. Make it short. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, it's 13 steps and 13 knots in the, in the noose.
1: Oh, how do you know all this?
0: because i've been listening to history and stuff like that oh okay i
1: just thought i'd ask uh,
0: doc that sounds like that uh legend down there on superstition mountain with them uh apache indians guard that gold down there the dutchman right and that's another one where there was a lot of men that went in and never came back out yeah i know we tried to go in there when i was down station down there and it's spooky
1: So I guess the safe thing to say, we're running out of time, but the safe thing to say is that if you get an invitation to a garden party for a Mr. Slumac up by his gold diggings, it would be better not to attend.
0: Right, and don't send your sister. And don't send your
1: sister. (laughs) Thanks, Al. Hey, listen, Dr. History, great job today as always.